Cameron and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Now, you may know our next guest for his brilliant punditry on RTE's football coverage, and he's a regular on the couch during this World Cup, but Richie Sadler is here in studio to chat about something completely different. Following his own personal journey, Richie has joined up with Therapy Fertility to encourage the Irish public to consider their own fertility as we move into a new year. And he's here in studio to chat all about it. How are you, Richie? Morning, lads. How are you getting on? Can Good we talk football first? Is that okay? Because I really want to talk football. <laughs> we will talk male fertility, of course we will. No, but um, look, the, the World Cup uh, is, you know, a, a controversial thing in some yes. ways, but also now it has kicked off for people like me who want to watch football it's a festival of football so many matches are you enjoying are you able to watch it in any enjoyment or is everything work it's it's a bit of both like the enjoying bit is easy but you do have to remind yourself constantly like if anything significant happens you, you kind of have to take a note of everything mm. whether it's a mental note or and actually write it down um, and that gets a bit more a bit sharper focus when you're covering teams that you wouldn't normally be familiar with the players yeah like of course when it's a, one of the European teams or England you just know all the players you know what they're capable yeah. of you see them all the time but when you're doing South Korea or you do Morocco or Senegal you have to dig a bit deeper so. yeah, yeah, yeah but it's great it, there's a lot of games like <laughs> yeah. four in a day I, I've never worked on a tournament I don't think there's been there has never been four in a day no. four in a day so when you're working on say game number three and four you're gonna miss a lot of game two because you're in prep mode for game three yeah of course working on game three you'll miss game four because you're driving home during it yep. so it's not possible to watch them all and I have other stuff like everyone does you have other stuff to do so and now they're magically all on at the same time yeah. right, which is great for, for the drama of finishing a group but I can imagine if you're going I need to somehow have one eye on one game one eye on another game <laughs> it's, it's fun it's, it's like as we were chatting off air like there, there is some difficulty with covering ga- games so often and mm. with so many different teams and so much is happening and then there's the non-football stuff as well you have to work out how much do people actually want us to talk about this stuff or will we be get criticised if we don't talk mm. about it so there's all that mm. stuff to deal with what do you think of the standing around the table thing that people are talking about <laughs> online do you know what so, so <laughs> yesterday we made it, it, it started to make a little bit of sense for people maybe yesterday because myself and Kevin Doyle were on the afternoon game which was between Senegal and who the hell were Senegal? Netherlands. Well, no, Senegal, no. yes, yeah, oh. Ecuador. Ecuador, yeah. Um, and if you notice, there was a, there's a little kind of a podium-looking thing mm. next to the the round thing on the ground, which the round thing on the ground kind of <laughs> has no actual <laughs> function at all. It's just the focal point where we stand. But I think the original plan was that we'd be a bit more active using the little podium thing, which is a touchscreen analysis bit of kit. Mm. Okay, so now it ne- starts to make so sense. Now myself and Doyle yesterday said, so let's... Let's crack into this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it makes some sense as to why we're standing here, but, <laughs> yeah. but not a great deal. No, uh, come here, you're here to talk about fertility. Um, what is your own story with fertility? What what stage of the process are you with it in it with it now? So I'm in the lovely, lovely position now of expecting my wife to give birth in the end of January. Wow! So in a couple of months' time, hopefully with the World Cup in mind mm. I hope it doesn't happen sooner <laughs> but if it happens on time at the end of January we'll become parents for the first time which is great now in the last World Cup the morning of the semi-final of the last World Cup we attended our first session with a fertility clinic and we were told that we would not be able to get pregnant naturally mm. and that we would require fertility treatment and maybe like a lot of people listening to this I don't know what your background in this is I'd never had one discussion with anyone ever 
about fertility treatment. I'd never looked into how fertile I was. Mm. It had never been a topic of conversation and it never came up in my schooling. So I was learning on the job from scratch, as was my girlfriend at the time, Fiona. Um, fiance, I think, at the time. No, <laughs> girlfriend at the time. I thought you were going to say, Fiona, I think, her name. Yeah. You said fiance, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. The status was the bit I was, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of her name. Um, and so we then embarked on IVF treatment, which I didn't even know what was involved or mm-hmm. what it entailed. Didn't know how much it was. Like loads of people, I wasn't sure then, do I talk openly about this? Do I keep it really private? Would Fiona want to talk about it? Mm. So we did all that kind of stuff privately and we then decided, we talked to family and friends about what we were going through. We ended up, for, for a period of four years, we got four full rounds of IVF um, and transferred eight embryos. I don't know if this makes any sense. It, does, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. have made any sense to me. Yeah. And, 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 and we we had to keep going because nothing was working nothing for was us. Working. And okay. we were about then to go to Spain for egg donor treatment. And then we were in the category of these really unexplainable, lovely outcomes where we ended up getting pregnant naturally. Wow. So our, our, I was, as you said, I was contacted recently by Therapy Fertility and they've done a load of research into this area. Yeah, and it was stuff that I kind of knew from experience. There's a, there's a kind of an embarrassment or an awkward or awkwardness or a fear of judgment around all this. So, so a lot of people are unsure how to talk about this or whether to talk about it at all. Most yeah. people didn't have any formal education in it. And most people think it's really, really expensive. So it's just not for me. Yeah, just, I mean, the stats, just to, to mention some of the stats in that therapy, fertility research. So as you say, nearly 80% of people think fertility treatment in Ireland is too expensive. Um, nearly 90% of people don't know how common infertility is among heterosexual couples in Ireland. So that's the thing of nobody's talking about it, so you've no idea mm. of the stats or where you stand. Um, and nearly three quarters say they didn't learn anything about fertility in school. Well, we, you're right, we don't. I mean, like the only reason I think Dermot and I know much about it is because we've covered it on the show a number of times, and it's through talking to people like you mm. and other fertility experts that we're hopefully bringing it to people, but it isn't something that's talked about regularly and it affects a lot of people. And half of people say the fear of judgment or embarrassment were a barrier to having the treatment at all. That's the bit that really has me drawn into taking part in conversations like this because when I posted on Instagram that we got pregnant and that we'd had years of IVF and we had all this kind of struggles and fertility, loads of people contacted me again privately on Instagram and the most common thing that they would all say is that they were struggling to tell the people closest to them. Mm-hmm. So their best friends, their family members, their whoever they would normally tell the, what's going on in their life, they were struggling to say this for that reason. There's, yeah. there's this, for loads of reasons. It's, is it a privacy thing or a shame thing or embarrassment? Do you feel inadequate or you just feel like we're the only couple that's going through this, no one else is. So it's you just feel kind of isolated and alone and you're yeah. just left with all your stuff to deal with yourself. And do you think it's harder for blokes as well in terms well, of... Well, I don't think we're great in general at talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about stuff. <laughs> but in terms of the old bravado, you know, the shooting blanks thing, oh, you know, the sort of, you know, I'm the most fertile man in Ireland, whoa, I only have to look at somebody and they're pregnant. You yeah, know, that I, kind of thing is, is sort of ingrained into our, our sort of social... Uh, mesh. Yeah, and I know I would have spoken to a lot of women and they're kind of the same. They kind of, well, they, they would have seen it as a as like one of their fundamental roles is to become pregnant and to become a mother and now they can't, so they struggle with that. And men then struggle with the thing of going, well, this is what I'm meant to do. Mm. I'm, I'm meant to be this fertile kind of fella and I'm not. And when you think you're not, you go, well, what do I do with that? Can I tell my mates? Will they just slag me? Should I feel down or ashamed about this? Mm. Or, the message I keep repeating now is, just accept it. I look for accessible, affordable treatment. 
do a consultation and find out what your options are. And then, um, like, the other thing is the, the pain that goes with it. Like, you know, you said <clears throat> that you've been through numerous scenarios where stuff hasn't worked. When When something like that doesn't work, it usually means that there's a loss involved. And so you've got a whole... Whatever about the the shame somebody might feel in a conversation like that, you've also got to deal with the emotional side of things that is affecting you, affecting your partner, and therefore affecting the conversation that you maybe are going to have with with your friends and family. Like we had, I, I won't go into it all. Like I just said, f- kind of quite breezily, there we had four rounds of treatment mm. over four years, but the the amount of difficult days and lows, and where where you. Like when you go into treatment, I didn't know this. You go in, and, and this is before COVID, where I could attend the sessions or the, all the the appointments. You see on this little scanning, the, the the little dots, the little follicles in the ovary, and they become eggs, and the eggs can become embryos. And you track these little dots, and they're not dots because you look at them and go, "That could be my child. Mm. That's my son. That's my daughter." And then you th- we we had a name in our head of what the daughter would be, so every dot became that girl's name. Mm. And then you track the dot and then you get to a point and then you get to the transfer and then you do the pregnancy test. And the pregnancy test for us was always negative. Right. And it wasn't just, we're not pregnant. It was this weird thing of going, oh, she's... That, that name. She's, she's, she's died. Yeah. And, and then we'd go to that again. And then we'd get back in the horse again after a while and do more treatment, go again. Because there's a grieving process. You kind of have to, to be, just yeah. cry it out. You have to just be silent or shout or cry or lock the door or mm. do whatever it is you do to get through this really low period and then you get to a point where you go eyes on the prize here we want to be parents let's take the steps necessary to achieve that so which for us was more treatment mm. does it put a strain on your relationship we were told that at the start and I'm glad someone said it to us they said your relationship has got to be rock solid for the mm. road you're about to go into together so we were our, our experience was weirdly the more we went through this the kind of closer we became because I, I can understand why loads of couples would, would you know, this finger pointing, you're not doing yeah. enough of this, why don't you change your lifestyle and why didn't you do this and you're not attending that. And I can understand why you would drive a wedge through people because it is so difficult to put into words what it's actually like. Mm. Um, and then when you do tell certain people, like people just say, oh, you know, it's going to work out, it'll be fine. Or why don't you just relax? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the most helpful advice ever. Why don't you just relax is the phrase you will hear most if you're in this space. And it's the, the, probably the comment, which is really well-meaning and lovely, mm. but it's drive you mad because it's like, how do you be really relaxed and, and kind of nonchalant about whether you will or won't achieve the thing you most want to achieve? Mm. Yeah, the yeah. stakes are massive. Like mm. they're so, because you're sitting there going, I'd love to be a dad. There's a possibility I won't be. How do I feel about that? Actually, am I being too negative here? Should I remain positive? But is that being kind of too unrealistic? I have to accept the possibility here that this might not go the way it'll go. And then you have a partner who's thinking exactly the same. Mm. And she'll feel it or you'll feel it on different days in different ways. Mm. So why we, the really good thing we did, we talked to others. So on days where I really needed to offload or talk or cry or whatever and there were some days where I knew it wasn't Fiona that can hear me today she's yeah, going to her own stuff you, you get to say it to someone else so you're not just burdening yourselves mm. you, you're not each other's only support mm. and I think that's why ours scenario was as manageable as it was it was really difficult um, but it, it, it became manageable because we accessed support so we overcame that thing that you read out in the stats that there is a fear of judgement there is a feeling of inadequacy, there's feelings of shame, feelings of embarrassment. There's loads of different words, mm. but you kind of get the feeling. 
the thing that stops you saying it to people. Um, but it's also the thing that stops people booking a consultation. Yeah. It's like this fear of even acknowledging it, even within your relationship. Um, never mind to your friends, never mind to a consultant. So when Therapy for Daily got on to be, they're like, the consultations are free. They, they, they've made it accessible because it's cheaper. It's really affordable prices. There's price plans there. So, like, staying silent about stuff like this or being awkward or being embarrassed or not mm. finding the words or not getting help, it just doesn't get anyone anywhere. Am I imagining that anecdotally that's people, a lot of people who go through fertility treatment then end up having a baby naturally? Or is is that something? Is that well, a, they're a phenomenon? The ones, they're the ones that will most stick out in your mind. And, as and they'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. they're mm-hmm. the ones. They're the re- remarkable stories because you remember them. Like so, like myself and Fiona, we we all these years, all this treatment, um, all these expenses, all these disappointments, and thinking that this is not going to go our way, and then it did. Um, and, and no one can explain to us as to why that happened. It's yeah. this weird when you're in the world of fertility treatment. I realise, you know, sometimes when you you, you 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 look for someone's expertise or you pay for a service, you assume you're going to get the thing you pay for. Of course. Here, you used to accept that you do all the lifestyle changes, you access the treatment, you do as you're told, and you, you, you get their expertise, but you may not get the thing at the end that you're there to get. Mm. And you kind of, with Mother Nature or the universe or whatever it is, you have to factor that thing. You may not get the answers yeah. you were looking for either. Yeah. And then, why. You, you know, you mm. can get pregnant and like loads of... like. I think one in five pregnancies it might be a pregnancy loss yeah, and they're unexplainable as yeah. well but that's uh, just the terrain you're in Richie mentioned Therapy Fertility therapyfertility.com is the website to go you can actually book a free consultation there if you want to go there and start your journey but do start the conversation that seems to be the key message that Richie's and bringing us today Richie before you go I just want to say well done in your book Let's Talk aimed at teenage boys that covers all kinds of sexuality and consent and all those areas we read it in our house. It's brilliant. And as, as well as being a, a great guide for the teenagers, it's actually way m- almost more helpful for the parents because it gives you a sense of how you can talk about these things. So I just wanted to say, well done. Enjoy the book. Let's and talk. Thank Let's you talk. very much. Keep the punditry going. Get that touch screen on. We'll, we'll, we'll justify standing <laughs> up around that studio. <laughs> Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.